and friends to the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. Week 17 ranks. It's championship time for the normal people. The others are still fighting for it, Jake. And it is Jake Seeley with me on Twitter at AllInKid. I am the Welsh on Twitter at is it the Welsh? It's just us. It's just the two best friends that anyone ever had. And we're going to be talking about all your Week 17 stuff. And we have officially benched Brandon Funston like the Raiders have benched Derek Carr. Except he's not going to go home. He will be back. He's uh, Brandon's not inactive. He's just not here today. He'll be back on the Monday episode. And that is the biggest piece of news. Probably, I mean, there's a couple big pieces, but the biggest shocking one is the Raiders' turn on Derek Carr for Jared Stidham. Josh McDaniel really, really testing the boundaries of what cash poor means to firing a head coach. And this is going to most likely signal the end of Derek Carr, puts questions into Devontae Adams, and all of this while they play the San Francisco 49ers this week. So, Jake, I have not seen or get uh, had a chance to hear any of your takes on it, but Derek Carr out, Jared Stidham in. What do you make of all this mess? What do you mean? For fantasy purposes or real life purposes? There's two totally different questions. All the there. above. All the, I think all the above Look, qualify. I have been long known. I think anybody who's listened to me over the years knows how I feel. Not necessarily about Derek Carr, but any situation like Derek Carr. I don't blame the Raiders. I've always been the one that sits here and says I'd rather go for a quarterback in the draft that could potentially be top five at worst, top ten. Miss do it again in three years, miss, do it again in three years until I find it. Like what the Jets are doing right now, it sucks. Like Zach Wilson stinks, but I'd rather do that than to tie myself. And the example I used to give for the longest time was Andy Dalton with the Bengals is I'd rather do that than tie myself to you're basically league average. It's kind of, you get caught in this, like if you were grading on a one to 10 scale, your quarterback is a 5.5. So it's like, there's an equal chance of getting better. And there's an equal chance of getting worse and teams get scared and they're like, well, we'll just figure out how to win with blank. Digging and their heels in, digging their heels in on not on even digging. It's just they, they, they become complacent. It's like we can win if we build the right team or Trent Dilfer's Ravens. Like you can win with a quarterback who doesn't lose it for you. I'd rather have a quarterback who could win it for me. That's what the difference is. And then you can build the better talent around him and make it even better. Like, Jalen Hurts has become one of those. Well, if we either even see him, but the Josh Allen, the Patrick Mahomes, we could go down the list. But so I understand it. And I think this was a long time coming for the Raiders. I think there was a lot of discussion that they should just tank the season to potentially get younger Stroud. And now that kind of looks iffy. There's talks whether that they're going to trade him or just cut him outright. And what it came down to is uh, Vic Tafer for us uh, and Sean Reed uh, both actually tweeted this out yesterday. It's, it's a budget thing because if he got hurt, his yeah. contract was guaranteed. In the 33 $40 million, million? I believe it was. I think it was around four. Well, it was around $40 million. Well, it was with the year after. It was just yeah, yeah, next yeah. year. It was like 33. Been. Yeah, yeah so his contract been. becomes guaranteed, and that's the biggest thing, is they're also going to look probably to trade him. I mean, let's see if they get any takers. Hey, Jets, there you go. <laughs> it was just but, a bad look. The, the bad look was um, if they were in, if they just even had like a 49er situation where there was like a Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy type of quarterback they had drafted to put in, or there's a guy that had... You know, maybe been grooming to get into that spot, it, but it wasn't. It's just like a really bad quarterback that all this said to everybody. Public perception is the worst on this. You can't even like chalk it up as like, hey, we just want to see what we have. It's like, no, you're gone. We don't like you. You're inactive and we we don't like you so much. We're going to go with a far, far uh, worse quarterback in Jared Stidham. And we're also going to go, I mean, Caleb, whatever is the backup. It was just a bad look and it kind of trickles down to, Devontae Adams, you know, I mean, I, I, I was saying on ITL, Jake, I think 
I think they should trade Devontae Adams back to the Packers for Jordan Love. I think there should be some trade like that. If Aaron Rodgers wants to stick around, Jordan Love wants out and uh, just make a move like that. But it just it stinks all around for the Raiders from a real-life perspective. And then it now, well, now we is going to affect... Too. Yeah, and it, it affects our fantasy this week. And like I think... I think Adams is the most difficult one because he's just so good. I mean, it could be not difficult, and you just say, screw it. He's one of the best wide receivers in the league. You're throwing him out here. Niner secondary isn't that great. It's championship week. But, like, do you trust it? I'm like, I assume Hunter Renfro is going to get, you know, peppered with targets because he's just going to be a, you know, a five-yard out type of guy. But are you second-guessing Devontae Adams this week at all? Uh, I No, you can't. I mean, quarterback-proof? No, uh, well, no. I mean, because what Jared? I think why you say pepper is because what is like? What does he throw five yards downfield per time per attempt for Jarrett Stidham? So, <laughs> I think I think that you know we got a very small sample. I mean, the guy's got what sixty, seventy attempts to his career. So I'm not saying oh, like oh, there might be something here with Stidham, but uh, you can't bench Adams. It really comes down to like look at Colt McCoy. He was able to keep. DeAndre Hopkins afloat, and even with how bad it went for Trace McSorley and Adams, I mean, like Hopkins or Adam, Hopkins had what ten targets last week, and it like caught nothing two. nearly, like two, yeah, two for fifteen. I, I think it was. But here's the thing: is like you know, if he connects on half of those, he's Hopkins. And I get it. Look, if I just can't, I, it's the same answer I'm going to give for that I gave people for Josh Jacobs. I moved Josh Jacobs down from about seven or eight to like a fringe RB one. The volume is going to help offset this. I actually said to Meany on my show yesterday, I said, what's the difference between Josh Jacobs and Najee Harris now? Like, there's there's, no. there's no difference. It's the volume that we're waiting, we're hoping for. So the question I have is, do you bench Jacobs for blank? Do you bench Adams for blank? If the blank is somebody that you're like, hey, they're top 20, you can make that argument, go right ahead. If it comes down to, is it further down the list than that? Then it comes down to, what can you stomach? Are you going to be happy if your replacement scores eight and you watch Adams or Jacobs score 18 on your bench, are you going to be able to live with yourself with that, and then you lose the championship because of that? If you can live with it, then go with what your gut says. Your gut may be right. Last week, the right play was to outright bench Hopkins, not put Hopkins as a wide receiver too, which I had him as as like a low-end wide receiver too. It was, he's irrelevant. Bench him. But can you stomach it? And that's what it comes yeah. down to. Like it, I still start Jacobs. I still start Adams probably still starting Waller because the tight ends are tight ends. And actually this might be good. As you mentioned, just keep everything short. I'm not even going to, as you said, pepper Renfro. I'm not touching Renfro. I'm not touching Matt Collins uh, for the 49ers. I mean, honestly, they might just win this game 30, nothing. I mean, there's a good chance that Stim does nothing on this game. Yeah. I mean, they're all, it's the worst defense you could possibly go up against. The, the nickel coverage for the 49ers is not great. Uh, overall isn't great. So I think Hunter Renfro is kind of sneaky, but like, Two important facts that you put in here. Uh, number one is being able to stomach it. I know people, I feel like people don't want to hear that sometimes, but it's like such a true fantasy thing. You have to be able to come to terms with like, what are you willing to lose or win with? And, you know, having Devontae Adams on your bench would be a killer. So I don't know how many questions you're getting like that on your ranks article, but at the end of the day, like I wouldn't be able to stomach it. I'd probably take that shot. Here's the other thing. Probably not a lot of championships with Devontae Adams still there. Devontae Adams completely screwed you in the semifinals, mm -hmm. so you're probably not playing in a finals that has Devontae Adams unless you were picked up by other players. So that's maybe going to be a benefit as well that you're not going to be out there with him. So tread lightly. You guys also can go over to The Athletic. You can sign up if you're not already, and you can get Jake's article with all his ranks for Week 17. Make sure you're doing so. 
and you can ask those questions. I mean, Jake, Jake you pretty much answered them all the way up until you like cut off when you're going to start answering the questions on the article. Yeah. Yeah. 12.59 p.m. on Sundays. So there you go. Bam. See right there. So you guys could sign up if you're not already <laughs> or you can get in there, ask your questions. If you don't, if you've been shy about it, don't be shy. Uh, Jake most likely will not bite your head off and you can ask a question unless you. Uh, no, well, I, there's a few. There's somebody who asked about <laughs> kickers. <laughs> no, they didn't. Yes, they did. Oh, uh, there's actually there was uh, two. Somebody was like, because of something, something, something. Can you tell me do you rank these four kickers? I just replied back with no. I and just, then, they have to be trolling you. They just have to be trying to get the reaction. There's no way, though. You know, I, I say that and it is amazing how people will not understand the personalities of, of the podcasters or the writers sometimes. And they'll just come in just to ask a question that is you can't ask Jake that you just can't ask the question. It's just <laughs> I, not I, well, I was thinking, I'm trying to think of what the other one was. There was another one. Um, let me see if I can find it. There was something that asked about kickers. And then I said, you're basically for all intents and purposes was the response. Was, oh, here it was. There's something wrong here. There are no rankings for kickers. What's up with that? And I said, there's something wrong with you if you ever think I would rank them. <laughs> I like I like the guy in any of the rank contests. I, I really would could appreciate a guy that like kickers is their thing. Like I want to find like a kicker specialist in fantasy. They're like, well, you know, I want to get wide receivers and quarterbacks right. But like kickers, that's my thing. I got to get in there. If, if I ever did me. rank kickers, it would just be like, here's my season rankings. And they're the exact same thing every single week. And you probably finish as the best kicker. You know what would be great, though? Uh, I would love if you ranked kickers, but no one could see it. No, no. But no one could see it. And then at the end of the year, if you were like the number one kicker ranker in all of the (laughs) land, but you won't release it. No one can actually see it. I think that would be fun. We could just every week see your rank of the kicker. That would be a fun game to do. Uh, There's some other fantasy implications out there. This is another one. I saw some people tweeting this of, uh, man, uh, championship teams that were going in with Devontae Adams and Derrick Henry this week were feeling really good until the week happened because Derrick Henry is now expected to not play. That is definitely a player that's going to be on some championship teams this week, and that is a pretty brutal blow that feels like it came a week early. Jake, there's also some rumors about Austin Eckler kind of banged up and and he was doing some interview. He did an interview with uh, Matt Harmon and uh, on their show. And Harmon was kind of asking him about like, hey, you know, do you want to play all the weeks? And Eckler kind of gave that answer where he was like, yeah, I want to play all the weeks, but we got to let the coaches kind of decide. And it's just one of those things where, you know, he just he's going to placate it for the fans and stuff and the fantasy people. But he's already thinking we're not going to play. So there's a little bit of question on Eckler. I don't think it's as serious as Derrick Henry, but Derrick Henry out is going to be a pretty brutal blow. Is there going to be anything for you for Hassan Haskins instead? <laughs> Would you be willing to pivot? No. I even I tweeted this out. I put it in the ranks. Uh, I have him as a low-end RB3. I, I'm not going there. This offense with Malik Willis, I have hopes. that People know this. I, I'm not going to back off the fact that I have hopes for Malik Willis as an NFL quarterback and for his future, who could be very much like Justin Fields, 200 yards, one or two touchdowns, and a lot in the rushing game. Fantasy purpose is that great. Uh, passing game, you're never going to be like lighting up the box score on the passing side of things, even with Justin Fields doing well. It's like hit or miss games when that actually happens. But all that being said, is right now that's not happening. They're not even opening up the playbook, similar to the Bears with, you know, back we were talking about. They, they never opened up the playbook, playbook under Nagy. And that that's really what it comes down to. So it's like, what, throwing 100 yards? That's a stilted offense. And, you know, Derrick Henry can do Derrick Henry things no matter what. And that's because he's Derrick Henry. 
Haskins, similar build, a little bit smaller. Actually, in the draft process, I called him discount Derrick Henry. So, I mean, like, like that's because he is, because it's not going to be quite as game-breaking as he will be. But I even mentioned, I'd play the back half of timeshares. I would play A.J. Dillon. I would play Jamal Williams. I would play uh, the, I'm trying to think. I was going to say Zeke, but now it sounds like Tony Pollard might not play. Tonight what about either, uh, Chuba? Um, Chuba. <laughs> that's or, where, or that's, no, that's where I could see. I actually have, right as of now, uh, my projections, I start working on those today. I'm still in the middle of those. Those will come out afterwards. We should everybody can check the link. So there you go. So you might have already seen them depending on when you're <laughs> listening to this. That being said, as of the first run through the ranks, it's Foreman, Haskins, Hubbard. Hubbard feels the safest. Foreman's the boomer bus play. If you wanted to avoid it altogether, it's safe. But, you know, it sounds like they want to give Haskins a look. But what if they use Chestnut in the passing game with a good amount? What if it's a 50-50 split? And 50-50 split in this offense against the Cowboys? No, like really? So do you really going to put your championship hopes on Haskins? Like they, you got it. Like I, I, there's no way you're in a championship game and you're starting Haskins. Like I, I can't imagine what scenario, what world you're living in that you're in the championship and have to turn to Haskins anyway. So my answer is you were starting them is what I said. The very first thing I said in my mouth. No, because I didn't make somebody, it. <laughs> please somebody tweet at both of us. All in kid. And is it the if you have to start Haskins? If you have to start Haskins, please. Like, we got to see the roster too. You do a screenshot of the roster. Uh, make sure that there's no kicker in the active slot. What was, what was, your, what was it? Henry, Antonio Gibson, and Tony Pollard, who all three of them are going to be out? That's how you have to start Haskins? Kind of be brutal. <laughs> well, no. I mean, if you had like, let's say you had like CMC, Derek Henry, and you just have really great wide receiver depth, and you got wide receiver at the slot, and you just don't have running back depth, and you're losing Henry, like maybe that's the scenario, you know, that you just don't have a great option. You literally have like, you know, Chuba James or Cook. him. <laughs> Yeah, James Cook. Yeah, maybe you just sold off right at the end and you've got awesome wide receivers, but your running back depth is just poop. Then that might be the scenario. So I'd be very curious at what it is. You also mentioned uh, Tony Pollard doubtful for depending when you're listening to this, does it not going to matter or not uh, for Thursday night football, which is a huge blow unless you have Ezekiel Elliott. And the other one that's floating out there is Tua. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa was not at team meetings on Thursday. Yeah, and with the concussion stuff. They already announced that Teddy Bridgewater is in line to start. That's not a definitive, but there's a lot of, I think all eyes on concussion stuff are on Tua so far this year after the crinkling fingers and all the bad stuff. So he doesn't go. You say he's not going to go any, there's, there's just no down. What, like what down tick can you do for Jalen Waddle and Tyree kill? They're as good as good can be. And, uh, you know, kind of quarterback. This isn't, this isn't Jared Stidham. We're not, we're not dropping. Yeah. You can drop him a few spots, but I mean, you're still starting both of them. Is there anything on the run game with either of Raheem or Jeff Wilson for you in that game with Teddy Bridgewater in there? I don't know if you think they maybe try to slow the pace down. They try to run a little bit more. I think they had 17 carries between Mostert and Jeff Wilson last week. So, uh, and they're going to kind of monopolize each other. Yeah. It was a 60, 40 in Wilson's favor. If I had to start one of the two, it'd still be Wilson. But I mean, uh, that's something that I'm not. I'm not going to try to overthink this one. I would just go Wilson. You might have to start both of them, uh, not on the same team, but depending out there, you might just have to start Mostert. I start Mostert over Haskins probably. Honestly, yeah, it's, I just would. I guess. Yeah, really? Oh, you go. Mo- though, you go yeah. Mostert over Haskins. Like, it's, look. <laughs> unless you just want, like, if you're if you somehow got to the finals and maybe you lost multiple people over the past couple of weeks and you're just limping in there and you just need a home run play. Okay. Home run play Haskins. That's, that's the, but if I just need points, if I have a good team, I just still start Mostert. 
It's interesting that you went on Jeffrey Wilson too, because um, he was one of my picks on the ITL pod. And since week four, every game that he has had 10 plus carries, he scored a touchdown. in. So we just got to get to those 10 carries and he's going to put a touchdown. And whether it was for the 49ers or for the Dolphins on that last week, he only had nine carries and he had a touchdown as well. So He's definitely a good option against, um, yeah, it's a good Patriots team, but they've kind of tapered off a little bit as far as the run defense goes on the back half of the year. So those are some of the news and notes to chew on coming into this final championship week. We've got some ranks for you. We've got our ranks now since there's no Brandon Funson. I will give you some of my plays of the week. So let's start with quarterback, Jake, and let's start with you. Week 17 quarterback you like more than anyone else. It's going to get ugly. Are people going to need to make ugly decisions? Hopefully not, but you know there's a couple out there. So uh, who do you like more than anyone else? Mm, Brock Purdy. I actually have him as my last QB one of the week. He's facing the Raiders defense. This is even before the Stidham situation. That doesn't really move too much to the needle for me. But I would start Brock Purdy over the Vets, the Brady and the Rodgers at this point. I I start him over those guys. And the interesting thing is, you know, you look at explosive plays for the 49ers. It's almost identical to when Jimmy Garoppolo was at quarterback. And Brock Purdy's just been out there and, Continue to let this offense roll. I'm sure part of that has to do with the addition of Christian McCaffrey just helping this team even more. But that goes to Brock Purdy getting the ball in the passing game when the 49ers don't explicably, inexplicably start stifling touches off to Jordan Mason and Tyrion Davis Price. But mm. all that being said, I think Brock Purdy would be in my lineup. Oh, look, look how excited Barkley is over that. Oh, Bark Purdy. It's Bark <laughs> yeah. Purdy. Uh, yeah, so with like the McCaffrey edition, and that helps Brock Purdy. But again, over Brady, over Rodgers. Uh, I know my, people are excited for Mike White. I can see Mike White in the same conversation. Actually, this, this tier of Purdy, Rodgers, White, I think they're all ahead of Geno right now with how he's been playing lately. So I would start Purdy, as a, like I said, as a French QB1. Yeah, I actually really like this one. This is, uh, not, I do not mean to keep referencing it, but uh, Bogman had this exact same play. He had Brock Purdy and he had beat me to the list. And I thought about putting him on here. The only thing I hold on to, and I hate to say it because like, I kind of hope McCaffrey doesn't go off, even though like, you know, you know, my team 49ers because I'm playing against him this week in a championship. But beside that point is this Raider team is going to be in such a bad spot that I do think the 49ers are going to score a bunch of points and they're going to put it on. But I, I do have a feeling it's a lot going to come from the ground. Um, Brock Purdy has been finding George Kittle though. Brennan Ayuk is starting to get those upticks. I think three straight weeks, his uh, reception target marker has continuously gone up. So there's definitely big play in there. I just wonder if you're going to have, you know, defensive touchdown, you're going to have two rushing touchdowns, maybe one passing, and then it's kind of over. But I love the Brock Purdy play. And I went with one of the guys that you just kind of mentioned. And I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers. And I'm actually in a decision making uh, spot in my championship where I have to decide between Aaron Rodgers or Kirk Cousins on who to start and they're playing against each other. I'm going to go with Cousins, but I have Rodgers right in that same marker because this is just a good matchup. Uh, Since week 11, no team has given up more passing yards to quarterbacks uh, on an average basis than the Minnesota Vikings, 317 over a touchdown and a half and over 40 pass attempts. Teams are passing on them. The uh, where the rubber meets the road and Rodgers is not thrown for 300 yards this year. That's kind of a problem. I see this as a big running back receiving game that's going to go on. Minnesota also is giving up a, um, a decent amount of uh, receiving yards. I think it's over 40 or whatever it is in the top 10 as far as defenses go on receiving yards to running backs. 
This is an Aaron Jones spot again. I think this is a, an A.J. Dillon spot. I think both are going to score touchdowns in this. Rodgers is looking to be efficient, though he hasn't scored or thrown two touchdowns over the last three games. You're going to rectify that against this. This is going to be a back-and-forth matchup of both these teams passing. Minnesota's also started off kind of slow, and their defense is let up, and then they come back and they start you know, slinging the ball in the second half, which is why my hopes are on Kirk Cousins. But I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers in this one right at the fringe of like quarterback 11, quarterback 12, 12, in that same spot that you have Brock Purdy. Did you have Aaron Rodgers at 13 right before, right after Purdy? Yeah. Okay. And so we're right you know, in the it, comes to, it comes down to, you know, the only single digit game that Rodgers has was week one against the Vikings. Granted, yeah. it was week one. That's a long time ago now at this point. But long I, just find that, I just find that funny. His only, his worst game this year was against the Vikings. He's the only one that I don't think he threw a touchdown. It's probably the least yards that have been or the least uh, fantasy points that have been given up by Minnesota the entire year, how things have changed. And I don't know. He's kind of he's centered in himself. If Watson's not there, that is kind of a brutal blow. But that's also why I think he's <laughs> going to get back to simplifying. The he's next get lowest back to was Matt Ryan and Andy Dalton. Well, he was the lowest. Yeah, he's the lowest. He's the only one that hasn't even reached. If you actually play on NFL.com, he only scored 3.7 against them. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's brutal. All right, let's go talk about running backs. And we'll uh, we'll just start with you every single time here since I'm doing the hosting here. Week 17, running it. backs that you like more uh, than anybody else. Your start and your dart is what we do. So one start, one dart. Uh, let's go to Tyler Algier, who's uh, this is part of the reason Meany and I run him. I don't know. We, you know, we were talking at the time, so I, you might have been on him, too. But like this was... Not that I thought he'd be RB8 over the last two weeks, but that Algier could lead this backfield. Uh, kind of, I drew the comparisons for it to, for everybody in their mind, too, is like kind of a Tevin Coleman uh, in a, a similar offense situation. Yeah, you've been saying that for a tackles. couple weeks. Yeah, that between the tackle, one cut, go, straight line runner. But it works, and this team continues to run, uh, even with Desmond Ritter, which is part of what's you know led to some of the success and letting Ritter just look to Drake London and basically nobody else. But Algier could be a league winner. I think that you, I don't know how you, after the last two weeks, you don't just play Algier at this point. Um, I got to throw out this one's going to be obvious or should be. Uh, I, I got to give a bonus one is the Brian Robinson. I've been saying this for a couple of days. And Antonio Gibson, again, no practice on Thursday. Just put Brian Robinson in your lineup. I mean, you're going to talk 20 plus touches in this matchup against Cleveland. Yep. Uh, just please start Brian Robinson. Now watch him get 25 carries for 30 <laughs> yards or something like that. <laughs> but. The dart I'll throw out is it's back to Zonovan Knight time. Although if you were relying on Zonovan Knight, it might be because you already had suffered injuries and you might not have gotten here given the past two weeks. But I just I tweeted this out earlier. A real quick difference, just so you know, the difference between Knight with uh, with Zach Wilson versus with Mike White. Five yards a carry, 10 receptions for all targets, 10 targets, 10 receptions, 68 yards receiving in his games. 13.6 fantasy points per game with Mike White. With uh, Zach Wilson, 19 for 21 on the ground. One for 15 receiving. 2.1 points per game the last two weeks. It just Zonovan Knight, get him back in there. A good matchup, which looks to be a fun game going against Seattle. Uh, and you run against Seattle, you know that. I think you can get Zonovan Knight back into This is what people had hoped that he was going to be the savior for those three weeks. And now you can go back to him, I think. Yeah, uh, that makes a ton of sense. I like I like both of these picks. Zonovan what might be more interesting just because he might be available out there. He might have been a guy during the playoffs People that ended dropped. up getting cut. Yeah, exactly, that you could have uh, picked up. My two, uh, the start is not off the walls or anything. I just do think we should talk about him. And uh, we... <laughs> Dude, we laughed. Just because because you said that for like the last six weeks. I think we should talk about him. Brandon's like, no, 
No, uh, dude, we <laughs> laughed so hard about it on Monday. Me and Brandon did because um, because of his yell, his his freak out on my Cam Akers stuff. Where I'm like, no, you got even if it's not relevant, you got to talk about it. And boy, was it proven right. But also, he got Cam Akered. He got knocked out by Cam Good. Akers. That's what, guess. <laughs> That's what I guess. That's what I guess. But we got to talk about Cam Akers. Cam Akers has been uh, near the top over the last couple of weeks. He obviously last week he was the number one scoring running back, putting up all of the points and getting all of the run for what is a you know, fair to say a piss poor offense, but it's been him 23 carries 118 yards. He's averaged over five carries over the last two games. This was his first 20 yard uh, carry game. He's also getting some receptions. Uh, he scored a touchdown in three of the last four games. I mean, this is the guy and it's against uh, it's a pretty good matchup. It's a pretty good matchup this week. I think it's a uh, completely blank, but I think it's the chargers. Yeah. yeah it's up LA against the chargers who, who have, uh, Who's the home, home team? <laughs> home, yeah, it's the Chargers. It's the Chargers. I'm looking. I was just looking at it. It is the Chargers. Uh, yeah, it, but I mean, the Chargers, yeah. they, honestly, there might be more legitimate Rams fans. Oh, still- well, yeah. I mean, this year, I think a lot of the bandwagoners have kind of fallen off because I can't root for uh, for any. They don't well, even well, know I mean, how LA players. associates with the Chargers. At least you have people associated with the Rams from years back. Like, at least there's some association. Yeah, exactly. But Cam Akers, like I said, the Chargers have kind of honed in a little bit on their run defense. They haven't been as bad as they were uh, over the last couple weeks. I believe, like, a hone this in here to week 11 will give you. The Chargers are, they're actually top 10 in stopping the run, but it's about touchdowns because they're still giving up over 110 yards rushing per game since week 11. And that is in the top 10 most given up, but they're just not giving up touchdowns. 5.1 yards per carry. They're just not giving up touchdowns, but Cam Akers can make that happen. So what we talked about on Monday was just, hey, Cam Akers is like in the borderline top 15 of running backs this week. So that is my start. Yep. And my dart. No, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just saying, yeah. I was saying, oh, okay, great. Yeah. Like, I, I'm with you with Cam Akers. Yeah. It's just, you, and like, this is why I said draft him in the fourth and fifth round. This is what no, it all comes down right. to. You win, win championships. <laughs> you get to look at it at the end and you're going to be like, I wasn't wrong. I mean, technically, the middle of the pack didn't get you anywhere. But I mean, he could win you a if you're wrong, sixty-five percent of the time, does that? I think you're still wrong. I think he, yeah, no, hundred <laughs> percent. This is that. Um, this is that thing that happens with like rookies and stuff that I get very critical about, where people are like, and I'm not saying you at all, but like people will be like, oh, you got to do it, just got no, no, no doubt, even if there's a question, and then all of a sudden they won't be productive for five or six weeks. And then they start to be good. And it's like, well, I told you. And it's like, well, if you lost six weeks of no production and you did a high cost on him, that doesn't help you. Luckily, this year, rookies just didn't cost anything insanely high. This was one of the cheaper rookie years uh, overall. My dart throw at running back, it's actually up against a stronger defense. But this is just about the uptick in production that he's had. And it's James Cook. James Cook, uh, 99 yards last week on 11 carries, scored a touchdown. He's catching. He's getting targets. He's had double-digit targets in four of his last five games uh, back in like early December and the end of uh, uh, the end of November. He had 11 targets over two games, so he can get involved in the pass game. He's more and more involved in the rush game. Cincinnati is tough. Their defense, like since I think it was I looked week 14, they're like the number one in stopping rush defense. But he's just a multifaceted guy that the team has made concerted efforts. I, I mean, they didn't do it against Miami and the Jets, really. But, you know, prior to that, it was like 14 carries with New England, 11 carries with Cleveland. Um, they also had six targets in that New England game. Like, it looks like they're trying to get him around 15 touches per game. And I think this is a decent touchdown spot if Buffalo starts moving the ball. So I'm going to go with James Cook as one of my dart plays of the week. Let's move over to wide receivers. 
Same thing. Who are you starting, and where's your dart throw at wide receiver for Week 17? Yeah, I think the Packer situation is intriguing. You just mentioned it when you went to talk about Aaron Rodgers for your quarterback situation. So if you're going to be on Aaron Rodgers and should be on this passing game, the reason I brought this up, though, is because whether or not Christian Watson plays, I mean, you're playing Christian Watson. Christian Watson's the obvious one. It comes down to Lazard and Dobbs and what Dobbs did in his first game back and then was more Lazard last week. I would go Lazard slightly over Dobbs, but I think you could still play both of them depending on your team and depending on what you're looking like this week, even if Watson's out there. And then what I wanted to say is that if there is no Watson, start them both. They're like their must-start territory for both of them going against the Vikings. The good thing about it is the Vikings are terrible against the pass. The one oh, area yeah. they're middle of the road is slot receivers, but that's middle of the road. Like I'm not saying like, oh, boy, slot receivers versus the Vikings. Like It's just, again, middle of the road. Well, guess what? It's not Lazard. It's not Dobbs. It's not Watt. That's Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb is going to be doing that. So, like, Randall Cobb's irrelevant. And then that just even makes it better for the outside receivers of Lazard and Cobb. Er, Cobb. Lazard and Dobbs. So, my dart is only if there is no Chris Olave. And if there is no Chris Olave, not super excited for this, but we are doing darts. We are doing the fact that Rashid <laughs> Shahid, Rashid Shahid, man, has been like, 90% of the snaps, 90% of the routes, just out there running and running and running. Andy Dalton is junk, but he's taking shots to him at least once a game, twice a game. And if you look at Shahid's efficiency, it's ridiculous because he makes big plays when he actually gets the ball. The problem is whether or not he gets the ball. And if you're talking about the Saints this week, the Saints heading to Philly. But, hey, at least if you're playing catch-up probably as soon as the second quarter starts... And there's a good chance that you're going to get, even if Lavi's out there, he might get five or six targets in this game. So I think if you're desperate, if you need a home run, if you're slipping your way in there by wide receiver and maybe you lost Christian Watson or whatever it might be, I think, I think Rashid Shahid could be that dart. I mean, this, we're talking darts. That's the whole point of why we're doing this. It's a dart throw. Yeah, I really like this one, too. This is if you're in that desperate situation. And it shouldn't be forgot because, you know, it's no joke here. We laugh about it, but it's like, New Orleans might be playing from behind a lot, like the whole game. And it might be a serious position First quarter. <laughs> that they're going to have to start slinging the ball, which, you know, might have more gadgety stuff, which might also make Taysom Hill interesting again this week. He's always hard to, I mean, you can never guess him. He's the weirdest one, not to turn this into Taysom Hill, but like, you know, he's like the sixth highest scoring tight end in half PPR yeah. this year. And what has he had? Like Based four, off like games? four games? Yeah, like four <laughs> games that have been productive. Like, that's crazy. That's cr it's crazy talk. Is it, that's so see, misleading, one, two, too. Three. He has four double-digit scores and then three more of seven points. I mean, it's so misleading. <laughs> but he's got zero, zero point six, three, two point five, one point four. <laughs> it's <laughs> like that's that, tight end. The experiment would be like, look at the top tight end. They're not going to do it here. And like, no one has less like under two point scoring games than Taysom Hill. Like he's just volatile. But the whole point is, is like they might have to get more tricky, involve him a little bit more and sling that ball. And Shahid, you're right. He's made plays. He's just been making plays. Uh, mine this week, my start in just proving that because I don't think he's been super sexy. This is going with your Brock Purdy pick. I'm going with Brandon Ayuk. I do think Ayuk could be a guy if you have decent wide receivers, people could put on the chopping block. Just overall, just because George Kittle has been kind of the main beneficiary. But as I said, the targets have been moving up for Brandon Ayuk. This is a great spot. PFF's cornerback wide receiver matchup rater. He has the number one rating this week as far as um, great cornerback matchup for Brandon Ayuk. And they're probably going to be getting him the ball even more. Like I said, it's uptick 
three straight weeks. And I'm, I'm really, really hoping we can get close to 10. So I just want to reiterate that I think he's an absolute must start this week. Your only worry would be if the Niners pull off one of those like defensive touchdown, rushing touchdown, you know, block punt, special teams touchdown, and then no longer pass or anything like that. If they're up on the Raiders, Brock you get worried about George that. Kittle. And then you get like, yeah. Or Kittle. Yeah. Kittle's been the problem, that type of stuff. Uh, my dart throw isn't the craziest dart. He's a guy that sits in the wide receiver three range. Jake's is a way better dart throw, but I'm throwing back out DJ Chark. DJ Chark is a great matchup here. Over 90 yards in three of his last four games. He has a dud in there against the 30. Jets. Did you have him top 30? Yeah, I think mm-hmm. his ECR was like 35 or 36 this week. And yeah, this we don't is... talk about that anymore. <laughs> the speaking that? of things you can't see, speaking of things you can't see anymore, because uh, it's still like use widget stuff and for four. If I was still doing something, I think you can catch the hint there. Yeah, I actually, fourteenth, eleventh, and twelfth the last three weeks. Really? Yeah. <laughs> really. All right. If if we were still doing that something, that's that's pretty good. All right. Well, uh, just Nando in- goes, but I don't see a top ten in there. I was like, screw you, dude. Yeah, it's actually like off. number like- one for the past three weeks. <laughs> of course, of course, Nando would poke you. Find, you know, Nando knows right the way to poke you. You're like, hey, it's like top, you know, 12, like three straight weeks or whatever. Where's the top 10? I don't see that. Uh, but yeah, DJ Chark, listen to Jake in here. He's getting the he's getting the targets, 90 yards plus three of the last four games. He only has one touchdown in there. Jared Goff has been absolutely slanging the ball left and right. And this is just a good opportunity up against the Bears who are going to get almost, that up. So Sorry, I almost put Jared yeah. Goff as my quarterback, but I felt like I did that too many times this year. So that's why well, I went. I think different. it might also be obvious. I think it kind of might be obvious. That's, that's why too. I think it is. It's like because yeah. I was afraid of him. I had him like 17th last week and still finished like 12th. Like this, like I was consent outdoors and the Panthers defense had been playing well. Like they had been not scary, but they've been playing good enough. That it's like Jared and he went bananas last week. And now yeah. you're talking about. Back at home, back at home indoors where he averages 2.5 touchdowns per game. Like Jared Goff isn't going to be my DFS line. I'm going to I'm going to hate myself. I'm either winning all the money or none the money. There's no, there's there's no in between Jared Goff. Like I'm not going to be like breaking even with Jared Goff. It's either like I came out big or I'm going to be like, I screw screw you, dude. I'm never using it again. <laughs> well, probably one of those plays. If you're going to put Jared Goff in a DFS lineup, you, uh, DJ Chark is probably DJ one Chark. of the pairings. Yeah, you're going to have Chark in there as a pairing. Um, last two things here. I'm going to play along with the tight end one, but let's just get you on. What's got you thinking twice for this uh, final championship week? Is there anything to mm. really think hard on in twice? Uh, thinking uh, the logic behind somebody who just, I guess, is set with mediocrity for his entire coaching career. Congratulations, Ron Rivera. Your mediocrity is again, Carson Wentz back at quarterback. Really? Mm. And no, I, this is the, for everybody out there. I'm not be like, Oh my God, Tyler Haneke. Taylor Heineke is the best quarterback ever. Like, no, he's Carson Wentz. He's not better. I wrote an article this offseason when they signed Wentz and said, like, they are essentially the same quarterback. Matt Ryan wasn't an upgrade. Carson Wentz wasn't an upgrade. Taylor Heineke is it's like they're all the same. The difference is, is that Heineke at least lit some fire in this team. He had that, it's like this the the excitement that he brought for this team. It's like, you know, there were a winning playoff team with him. They were two and four with Carson Wentz. And I'm not saying that all to be like the Heineke versus Wentz. Like even Barkley's upset about this. I'm not even saying that. Yep. I'm not even saying that for that purposes. I'm saying this, but if you look at Carson Wentz, the one he targeted the most was Curtis Samuel. He barely, he didn't like throwing to Terry McLaurin. He threw to Dotson and it can be messy. And it's not a good matchup in the past. Like the Cleveland Browns run defense is trash. 
And it's kind of it's kind of similar to the Titans' pass defense, making their run defense. So the run defense for the Titans is good, but it looks great because you just pass all over them. Cleveland Browns' run defense is so trash that it makes their pass defense look great, but it's still a good pass defense. I'm worried about Carson Wentz, Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson. Like, I don't know who Wentz might go to in this game, and I don't know who you can trust. And I was all over Dotson for how many weeks now? So I, I don't know that you can even trust any of them this week. Yeah, well, especially coming off of like, I think it was like three or four straight games with a touchdown with Jahan Dotson. It's pretty brutal. It is definitely pretty brutal. Uh, finally, how tight can you make your ends? And I will kick us off here. Uh, I'm going to go with our guy, Akonku. Uh Mainly the reason behind it, by the way, is because pretty much everybody is inactive for that team. And they will have to pass the ball in some respect. There's no Derrick Henry. The team is going to have to pivot. I think it is a safety net situation that's needed with Malik Willis. And I think Akonku is that. He did not get it against Houston this past week, only two targets. But the previous four games, he had at least five targets, uh, five and three of them, six and one. And his catch rate has been phenomenal. He got a touchdown in there. This is a bad matchup against Dallas. But again, my point is, is this team is going to have to pivot on what their offense is going to be. And if I was in a desperate situation at tight end, I actually think Akonku is one of those guys who's going to be like a floor back in tight end one, even though he's not ranked in that relative territory. But I would acknowledge there's probably better tight ends out there. Maybe you want to go you know, shoot for this guy with a taste of Hill or obviously Juwan Johnson yeah. has been awesome. He's ranked lower, but I'm saying the lowest you I'll even can give go. One. I don't normally give you one, but I'll even get now that White is back at quarterback, Conklin's back to being relevant too. That's a good point. That's a really good Actually, it's a sneaky one that might be sitting out there, especially if you're in tight end purgatory or something like that. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, too bad that we have no, we have the Falcons going against the Cardinals. So there's like, well, this would, you imagine if Kyle Pitts was healthy and they're like, he didn't do anything until this very week of the season. This be <laughs> Championship week. This is why we got Kyle Pitts for Kyle Arizona. Pitts. And <laughs> nope. Uh, it's going to be a, an amazing ride this week. Last week had. So many disappointments, fantasy disappointments that, um, you know, production just completely gone. You've got a couple preset ones, so you don't have to be disappointed by actual production. Derrick Henry not playing is disappointing, but it's not like he's going to go out and get lifted. We'll obviously see what uh, is in store for wow. that. What do you, you have? Want, you, you might want to come off. You want to rethink your Unconquo? We actually got breaking news while we're doing the show for a change. Oh, no. It's not even Malik Willis. They're going to Josh Dobbs. What? Yes. <laughs> really? Really. Uh, all right. Well, you know what? Uh, how about the tightest end I'm going to go is Darren Waller. You're going to stick with Stidham? <laughs> with Stidham? <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, exactly. With Stidham. There's seven tight ends I'll start. I'm not going tight. Is that is that for real news? That's for real news. Officially, just as we were finished in the show. Wow. Well, yeah. That You know what? Jake is not joking. First time maybe ever we've gotten some type of breaking news. Not that it's like groundbreaking, but some type of breaking news uh, while we're doing the show and not three minutes after we hit stop, which is typically what happens. So if you want all the latest adjustments like Dobbs being the new quarterback and whatever else week 17 has in store for you, make sure you're locked in with The Athletic and make sure you're locked in with Jake so you can check out his article. All the ranks, they move all the way up until game time. He's answering questions. So it is one of the more valuable pieces in fantasy that you can find. And uh, Athletic has got their, I think they got their 12 months for a dollar deal going on again. So no, make sure you go like and lock two it for up. now or 50% off or something like that. Oh, it's really? Like I just saw like an ad for it. I, I think it, I, uh, they keep, they keep mixing up. There's, there's an offer out there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just go look around and get that offer and get locked in. So you guys are set for this week. 
And that is all that we have for you. Follow him on Twitter at All In Kid. You can find myself at Is It The Welsh. And on Monday, we'll be back breaking down championship week, and we will still prepare you for week 18. I got Brandon on Monday, Jake on Thursday. For my boys, we are out of here, right here on the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. We'll be right back.